You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, I'm going to take you a little bit behind the scenes. You know, one of the questions I've been getting a lot lately is, how do you manage as a coach a family life, being able to be focused um, at work and in the gym uh, when you're with your team, and how does it all come together? So today, I actually have a special guest who I'm bringing on the pod, um, who's gonna we're going to talk about uh, exactly how... We can do this, strategies that you can use, whether you're a coach or a player, but more more so whether you're a coach, um, actually, whether you're anyone in general that has a job and has a family life as well, we're going to talk about strategies that you can use uh, to really be efficient both at home and at work and how to ultimately be happy with everything. All right. So if you're interested in this episode, which I guarantee will be a good one, stay tuned. Hi. I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 33 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. My name is Coach Brian, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune in, listen to another episode, and we have a good one for you today. Um, But before we get into it, if you are a first-time listener, welcome to the pod. You got a couple episodes, well, 32 to be exact, to get caught up on. Um, And if you are a regular listener, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. And we have a little bit of a different episode for you today. You see, the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, I've been, as many of you know, I am you know, Digital Volleyball Academy is my signature membership where I help and work with coaches, where I provide mentorship and really help them grow as coaches, um, you know, to help their team get better and all that great stuff. And a question that came up a lot this week was, how do I manage it all? Like, what have I been able to do in the course of my 13, 14 years as a head coach? You know, how, how do I manage the, the the life at home with my family? You know, I'm also a teacher, and then I, I run a, a volleyball program, a varsity, you know, college volleyball program. So how, how do I do it all? What are strategies that we can use to, to, to have that? And really, how do you how do you be happy with all the things that you do in life? And this episode really, you know, whether you're a coach, a player, or you don't even need to be interested in volleyball at all to get some value out of today's episode, I think, because every, most people have jobs um, or you're maybe a full-time student, but how do you balance it? You know, all that with your personal life, with your hobbies, with your family. And some of you that listen, um, maybe you guys are married, maybe you have kids, maybe you have grandkids. How, how does it all work? So I am so excited to welcome a special guest on today's episode. And I can say with certainty that this is probably the, the most special guest that we've had on the pod, well, that I've had the honor of having on the pod. And this person is none, none other than my wife, Michelle. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? That's so weird saying Michelle. Sorry, <laughs> I normally say, hey, babe. But yeah, so uh, for the sake of this uh, this podcast, I'm still going to call you babe because that's just weird calling you Michelle. So today we're going to um, we're gonna dive into our story. We're going to talk about how we make it work as um, as a couple and you know, as parents to uh, our our one daughter, Vanessa, and we have another one on the way to come in June, which we're excited about. Um, but before we start, uh, I don't know, you want to just uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? 
and she's smiling at me. This is gonna be a really, this is gonna be an open conversation. Just, I don't know, tell them about yourself. Tell them, you know, what you do and you know anything that you want to know. Anything they might want to know. Thanks. Okay. Um. So as Coach B mentioned, my name is Michelle. Um, I work for a pension plan here in Ontario. I. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what else it really does. Oh, I'm the team manager of the Seneca men's volleyball team as well with Coach B. And I was helping him before in basically all aspects of volleyball. Yeah. Since you started. Yeah. Um, nothing else really interesting about me. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's, she's, a, she's a quiet, but she's, she does a lot of work. And she's very modest. And I'll, well, we'll kind of get into you know how, how it worked. <laughs> so I kind of want to start back from the beginning. When we were... You know, when I first got into coaching, um, you know, I coached elementary school, I, I coached at a high school. And then when I first got into coaching competitively, where I became the head coach of a club team, um, in I think it was about my second or third year into coaching club, um, I met Michelle, and we we figured out really quickly of the, the a simple solution to making the relationship work. Um, now, before we get into the strategies that I want to share with you guys today. I, we got to tell our story. Do you, want, do you want me to tell it or do you want to tell it? I think you love telling our story too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is our story and it's, it's actually an interesting one. So Michelle and I went to high school together and we actually, um, we were just friends in high school. Okay. We we're just friends. I'm two years old in her. So I was in grade 12. She was in grade uh, 10 and we're just friends. Um, we were pretty good friends. And then somehow when we, when I graduated, we kind of lost touch a little bit. I think we were, I think we, we kept in touch for maybe a year or so, but then after, you know, when you get into university, you know, we kind of went our own ways. Yeah. Different circles of friends and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. We kind of lost touch. And then my family decided that we were going to go on a vacation. Now our family had never actually has gone on an all-inclusive vacation. Like we've gone to, you know, done trips and stuff like that to families and same with you guys. You guys go to New York and stuff. So we went, we decided that we were going to go on our first family all-inclusive vacation. Really excited. So this is years after Michelle and I. This was back in 2013. 2013, right. So put that in perspective. So 2013, we uh, went to uh, Dominican. So my family and I went to Dominican Republic, um, Punta Cana, and we stayed at a really nice resort. And I was um, walking in the the lobby um, on on the Thursday night or Saturday night. Thursday. Thursday night. I was walking in the lobby. And no, Saturday. Saturday, yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday. I was walking in the lobby, and I noticed this girl. I recognized her from somewhere, right? And I looked at her, and I we I walked up to her. I was like, Michelle, and she was like, Brian. I was like, Hey, what's going on? And I was so weird, and I was like, Why did we stop talking? I don't know why that was one of the first things that came out of that my was mouth. The only thing that came out of your mouth. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't know. I was probably like kind of like it's kind of creepy. Just I haven't mm-hmm. seen you in so long. I'm like, why did we stop talking? And um, and it, ironically. That was her family's first all-inclusive vacation as well, and just so happened they're they're on the same resort. They're they're there at the same time, which is pretty interesting. And yeah, and so we we ended up uh, talking that night. We stayed in the lobby of the of the resort. We, we ended up talking for quite a while that night, and we went for like a walk around the resort. And then I always I always tell the story where when I went back to the hotel room that night, and I told my brother and sister, and I'm like, I'm gonna marry that girl. And it was it was really crazy, <laughs> and then I don't she didn't know that, but I knew that, and then we kind of just you know we never stopped talking. We never stopped talking, <laughs> and we landed back in Toronto, uh, you know, the following week, and before you know it, we're we've been married for going on five years now. We have a young daughter and another baby on the way. The big takeaway for me though was the fact that, like you know, we knew instantly. 
Like one of the things I tell my friends all the time, and this is like a big lesson and takeaway for anyone listening is when you know, you know, like I didn't need to, you know, date her for a a week, a year, you know, six months before I realized I was going to marry her. It's like, I knew instantly that she was my one and we were going to get married. Uh, and it's so weird to explain, but if you're if you've ever felt this way before, if you're, if you're married or you're in a, a relationship that you, where you're gonna get married, like you know what I'm talking about. Like you you don't need to date and like try to get to know each other more. Not to say that you shouldn't do that, but it's this feeling like when you know you know. And it's funny our um our wedding highlight video is actually called that when you know you know. Um, but that's a huge takeaway for me. Like when you know you know. So that's the story of of how we really. Not, I wouldn't say met, but got, I guess, reunited in, in, in paradise. And then we, um, yeah, and now we're married and stuff like that. Timing so, had a lot to do with it. Say that again? Timing had a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, timing had a lot to do with it. That's, that's definitely true. Okay, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking here for a bit. <laughs> I kind of want to, I want to talk about, so when we started dating. So when we started dating, I was a college, no, sorry, I wasn't a college coach yet. I was, a, I was the head coach of a club team. We were a pretty competitive club team at that point. Um, I want you to kind of talk about, you know, how that was for you, um, basically how we were able to make it work when uh, we were dating and I was in coaching club. Well, okay. To be fair, there would be us, well, we wouldn't be together or even dating or have any idea around that concept if I couldn't adapt to your schedule. That was one of the things you made clear at the very beginning that your schedule was crazy because what we met in Dominican, it was summertime. So it was off season. Nothing had really started or picked up. You weren't training. You had a lot of free time. But you told me when September started, you know, we were still very young. We were still finishing university. Um, We would have um, our courses. We would have our extracurriculars. You have work. Um, and then you also had your team and I didn't realize at the time what kind of commitment you had meant. I know you said it, but there's always a difference when someone says something versus actually going through it. I believe you told me that you had like practices three times a week. You had a lift session, you had this, you had that. And it was overwhelming. It was a lot. (laughs) And I honestly think if you didn't see a potential of me being on your team, as in like a team manager kind of role, we would not have. I guess we wouldn't have just been together. It just would not have worked between us. We would have like hated each other. We probably would have broken up. It would just be bad. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like I think when I when we first kind of got together, I told her actually before we even mm-hmm. made it official and got together, I was like, "Listen, I'm so passionate about volleyball. I'm a competitive mm-hmm. head coach and this is my schedule. Um let's see if you, we can make this work." Before we even made made it official, we're like, "Let's see if we can make this work." So I'm like, "Come on board." like be our team manager and let's see if we can we can now make this work well to be fair even before that you told me you didn't care what your parents thought of me or anything to meet your family you cared about what your volleyball team thought oh yeah <laughs> that's true i did care yeah you cared more about what your volley- volleyball team would say and get along with me first rather than your family you didn't care about that because <laughs> you know what i knew i knew my family would like you i i just yeah that's really weird actually now yeah. that i think about it i cared what my little 16 you boys thought about you more than yeah anyways okay continue yeah sorry because I guess at that point, you had already had a team. You already had everything kind of going on with you. So to bring a new person or like throw someone else into the mix with your boys who've already like, you know, established a family or established a culture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I guess it was kind of seeing how would they react? Would they like me? Would they talk to me? Would it make sense for me to even be there? Because again, so 
when I joined the team, I had just finished university or I was completing university. I can't remember now. I think it was in probably my last year. Yeah, you're finishing up. So I was in my last year. So at that time, I had a little bit more free time and flexibility to come to all your practices and games and so on. But then what's one of me just being a body there, right? I'd have to do something or else I would be really, really bored and it just wouldn't be fun. So I guess um, one of the things we talked about was me coming on the team, becoming a manager. And that way it was, we were building something together. And it made sense because then it wasn't just me going to the games or practices for Brian. It was going because I actually felt a genuine connection with them. Right. right? So I think, I guess for us, for the very beginning stages of like, you know, having some kind of like personal relationship or anything was just leaving it all out. Like you communicated everything from the very beginning. You like you had nothing. Everything was out there. You're like, this is it. This is who I am. It's either you accept it or you don't. And then a lot of the after was just planning. Right. I think the takeaway from that Mm -hmm. is that we were very transparent at the beginning. Like there was no sugarcoating what the commitment would be like. I mean, in with your life, I knew exactly how your life was about and your commitments and stuff like that. And for me, um, I knew that volleyball was was my life. Like there there was no. Unfortunately, it might kind of sound selfish, but I wouldn't be able to give that up to make a relationship work it would have to be the other way like we would have to make it work together with volleyball and we we figured out a way to make it work so one thing was you were part of the team which was great like and and club coaches listening to this um this is something that you could consider if i mean if you again it's not for everyone i shouldn't say i shouldn't say it's not for everyone sometimes it's good to keep it separate yeah some people don't miss business with personal yeah and i and i completely understand that um but for us it was kind of a nice and we were we were pretty young and again we were just starting to date so it was a nice experience for the boys to experience uh yourself and you got i got a chance i was more excited about welcoming you into my world so you can experience like the the joy of not just being on a team but seeing the competition seeing how exciting it is and i'm going on the tournaments and stuff like that so involving uh michelle in in our team was was definitely uh, I think a great thing that, that that we did because we were able to and it it also helped us we saw each other like there was no question we, we saw each other so much more everyone you know she was she was part of the team it was like a whole other experience in addition to you know being in a relationship yeah no I agree but I think at the beginning too um, I guess some of the feedback I got was that oh you're going to volleyball because of Brian oh you're doing this because of Brian because it may seem like okay i gave up everything i had to basically to become um a team manager on the team and to like you know to go to all the tournaments and like you know practices and so on but that wasn't the case at all because when brian introduced me to the team it wasn't like i was just joining him and just being his like like just following him around doing stuff it wasn't that case i made a bond with the parents you know i made a bond with each kid like you know we had tutoring sessions we had this we had that it was different and it actually felt like it was something that, you know, I could give back to the community with. Like, it became my thing. It became something I wanted to do. And I also with our the relationship with the commitments and so on with volleyball is that we never lost ourselves. We were still who we were. We still had time for our friends. We still had time for our family. We still had everything else. It just, we were very transparent and we were very flexible and adaptable. So whenever things came up, like, he wouldn't get upset if I missed a practice, vice versa. Like, if we had to cancel a date night because something came up, it would just work. And I think it also had to do with just how transparent we were. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think transparency was is the big one. Like we didn't hide anything from each other. We were so open with what what it was, and we understood the commitment, and we kind of just went with it. 
Anything else you want to talk about when we were with the club? It was so much easier. <laughs> so much easier. Like, than, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, when we were in club, we were so young, you know? We had no responsibilities. We had no accountability for anything. Like, it was just yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Like, we were just starting our time trying to get, uh, sorry, trying to make our career, trying to make everything work. So it was a different time in our life versus now. Don't get me wrong. Now is great. But now we have, like, a little human who depends on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. Okay, so let's let's transition mm-hmm. into marriage. So now mm-hmm. we're talking uh, June, July two thousand sixteen. Yep. Uh, we're we're getting we're actually we're still coaching club. We are planning a wedding, and for those of you that don't know, so we're West Indian, and um, I don't know if we do it as big as the Italians do, but West Indian weddings are in huge. Like the religious ceremony is on one day. And the reception is on the other day. So we're basically planning like a, two events. But there's like a week of events that leads up to it as well. Oh, and that's right. And then there's a bunch of other like events, which are more like house events and stuff like that, that lead up to it with rituals and traditions and stuff like that. So it's kind of like an Indian wedding, but but like there's a West Indian kind of flip to it. So we were planning a wedding. As, and as you can hear, it's like three or four days, which, two, which, which has two main events. And... Uh, we had 450 people that were invited to this wedding. So according to my friend, that's a big wedding. Um, and then we were, st- and then this was the 18 u year of our club team. So the 18 year of our club team, which we're, you know, we're, we're really putting all in because we know that this is the last year with the guys together and we're trying to plan a wedding. Uh, so you want to speak to that? How in the hell did we make that work? I don't know. Thank you, Bacha. Like the way you like say it, it sounds like a lot, <laughs> but it didn't feel like that at the time because... It just didn't. I think at that time, we had just started our full-time careers. Like, you were teaching. I was working at the pension plan. Um, the wedding planning... I don't even know, because I think we started planning the wedding at least two years in advance. So that really helped us a lot. And yeah. we were really, really, really organized with that. I believe we had, like, spreadsheets after spreadsheets. You know, we were looking at, um, you know, this vendor and that vendor for decor and music. And we just knew what we wanted. And we made time for it. So that was the one thing. We had to make time for everything we had to book. And I think that was probably the biggest challenge. So it was, we couldn't meet vendors on a practice night. We couldn't meet vendors on, you know, our tournament weekend. We'd have to like schedule it around that. So it would be, okay, work is done at five o'clock. I get to, you know, Scarborough via go station. I'm around six. We meet a vendor at 630. We have practice at seven. You know, it was like, it was a lot, a lot of organization and we could not be late. <laughs> right. So walk me through marriage now. So now we're married. Uh, we're married. So when we got married, the boys had just finished the 18U year. And that was sad as it was because, you know, we like had them from when they were little. Like Brian had them from when they were even more younger. And they're all going to their next chapter in life. You know, some are going to, over to the States for universities. Some are going to college routes. Some went pro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone had their own, I guess, whatever they were doing next. Brian told me he was going to take a year off and I was really excited for that but then deep down I know I couldn't see Brian having a year off I was excited because we were going to finally travel and we were going to have some time for ourselves and just relax for a little bit but the way our lives work we can't sit still we like to go out we like to do something you name it we are there basically so I believe in September that year, Brian got a call, or was it May? I don't remember when. It was like May. Okay, so in September, he was doing offsite coaching, though. 
Yeah, I was still like helping mm-hmm. out club teams, and I was like, I was a guest coach and stuff like that. So that wasn't too bad for me because we had a system. So we worked during the week, Monday to Friday, like normal people. Um, in the evening time, we had time for ourselves. We you know we worked out together, we cooked together. It is what it is. And then on the weekend in the morning, he would have one-on-one sessions with some stu- uh, kids for volleyball training, vertical jump training. Um, so that wasn't too bad for me because when he did that, I was doing my errands. So it kind of worked out. Like he would plan and schedule things when I was doing errands. Yeah, because I was pushing mm-hmm. vertical jump training back then. Yeah. I had a lot of one-on-ones with um, athletes. So yeah, I guess it, yeah, it worked out. And then eventually, I guess word got out and he started doing sessions for clubs, like randomly during the week. And that's, I think like after like one or two months of just going through that and you know, like I was working and he was working and it just seemed like it was getting too crazy um we stood we stepped back and i got a calendar brian would never get a calendar brian just knew things in his head and he would come home and be like hey i have the session today don't don't forget i'm like what oh yeah that's too bad yeah <laughs> and i was like you didn't tell me anything he was like yeah i did i told you last week i'm like no you didn't so eventually i just gave up I'm like you know forget it i'm gonna get a calendar and i got one of those big like mom planner candle calendars that went on the fridge and literally each month before the new month started i would sit down write down every single thing we had family like to go see family events for uh, I have another color, everything for work, another color for everything for volleyball. And that's when we figured out what days we were free, what days we weren't, what days we needed lunches for. Cause again, we were on our own, like everything was just different. And that helped a lot because that, like for Brian, Brian knows everything on the go. Like he was easy. He had his own method, but I just couldn't handle the chaos and not knowing things and having to remember constantly. It was just too much for me. Yeah. So big takeaway there. That's a mm-hmm. good strategy. Calendar. <laughs> Um, if you or have a if or a planner, if you're in a relationship with someone, uh, literally having a calendar and you can, you can do it as easily as on your phone. You have a, there's Google calendars now. Well, now you can share it too. Right? You can share, yeah, yeah. You can share appointments and stuff like that to make it work. Um, yeah, 100%. The calendar was definitely, uh, well, uh, even for you, like just seeing it and then you realize, oh my gosh, what a crazy month this is, right? Like, yeah, that's a good point. And then we realized after doing that, we made it. So then, um, uh, you want to get into when I took the college job? <laughs> uh, was that when you got like so we realized that we just had so much free time on our calendar that you wanted to do something else yeah it was weird <laughs> so i got I, I told this story before but then i got the call from from seneca college which many of you know is one of the biggest colleges in canada uh or the biggest and uh they were interested in you know looking at me to take the head coach of the of that college team and at that time i mean at that time actually i actually looked at uh michelle and i was like is, is this like should I do this? Because I was worried. Like this was a big commitment, and we ju- I just took a year off, and it was not a big- even a year off. Yeah, it wasn't even a year off. It was like two months, maybe. Not even. No, no. Like I mean, it was a year. It was a year off from coaching a competitive team. Like I wasn't a. I didn't have maybe a commitment. we should clarify when you told me that you were going to take a year off. I honestly thought it was a year off completely. Brian said, "No, no, no." I meant a year off from coaching a club team, not doing other sessions. And I was like, "That was some kind of disclaimer, a fine print that I missed." <laughs> yeah, it was. It was hard to say no when coaches called me. Yeah, I mean, most of you guys know that I'm like, if you if he you can't me- say no. If you message me, you call me, and you want me to, you know, help your team. It's it's hard to say no. It's really He'll hard never to say, say no. no. <laughs> yeah, so I got I got that I, I got anyways I got hired that year um in june uh, late june early july to be the head coach of the of the men's volleyball team and that's when our our life took another turn because that was a huge volleyball commitment but what did i do the exact same thing i did for our club team i made sure that i got to bring her on as a team manager um and you want to speak to that so when he first started coaching um at the college level that was another 
it was like another step. It was something else. I wouldn't even consider that marriage. It was just another commitment, and we had to plan for that. Because at that time in our married life, I was doing more, I guess, extracurriculars for myself. I was doing oh, right. dance. I was like baking. There's other stuff I was doing for me that I didn't want to give up. Yeah. Because when we were younger and we were coaching at the like rep level, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the rep level, it was like you know, it it was just a big big commitment. Like there's no time for anything else really in a sense. So this time in marriage, like you know, I was doing yoga, I was doing dance, I was doing a bunch of other stuff, and I didn't want to give that up. And then when he signed on with Seneca, um the practices were later you know it um they were longer some of the excursions were farther uh yes it was like one game versus like you know a whole day tournament but it was just a lot more and i wasn't ready for it but as we kind of like went through the motions of like you know planning communication like writing everything out it worked so like for days that i had things planned thank god it just didn't conflict with your schedule (laughs) Yeah. That was a big thing because his practices, thank God, never conflicted with anything I had. Um, I can't think of anything else. Once a week? What do we do once a week? Oh, and then eventually after, because you know how life gets busy, we started planning a date night or like a Friday night together was just us, no interruptions, no nothing. So Tuesday nights, we actually had it on Tuesday nights. We wrote it on the calendar. No, Tuesday nights came later. This was Friday, Saturday. Oh, this is before. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Friday, Saturday. (laughs) That's That's right. That's right. That's right. So we made sure we planned it out. We always had date night. That's really important to make sure that it's just you and your significant other. And you have that time to yourselves. No distractions. Just that time. One thing I'll add too is because um, she was a team manager, on when we had um, you know we had trips that we had to go away, um, she came with me. Yeah. And it was nice, like you know, and the college pays for everything, so it wasn't at our expense. And she gets to be with me, and and yes, I'm working, I'm thinking, but it's 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 so much more enjoyable. Again, this is not for everyone. No, it's but not. It, it's, it's very hard. Don't get us wrong. It sounds really easy, but there was a lot of times where we fought, we got angry at each other. You know, it wasn't the greatest sometimes, but it worked. But I guess the one good thing about the college level is that the season calendar comes out really early. Right. So we can plan around things. So there are a few times where we had events and we just couldn't make it or we had to go after. But, you know, despite being really tired, one thing I admired with Brian is that if it was like a friend's birthday party or a family event, like he would go right after. Like we never gave up our life in that sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, I still, yeah. we still made sure that we, we attended family things yeah. and, and we didn't, you know, so that cancel was the on one, our friends because of volleyball. That was the one caveat we had. So if it meant like a bit of dinner a little bit later and thank God our friends and family were understanding with everything, that wasn't the issue. But it was harder. It was much harder because again, you're giving a lot of your married time up for this, but yeah. it was worth it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely worth it. And I mean, for those of you out there who, who, who don't have the opportunity to bring your significant other on your staff, um, whether you're a college coach or you have another job, I think the key for us that we're trying to get at here is calendar. And talking. Communicating. Yes. Like we were so open. Even if we knew it, would, it could potentially lead to some kind of fight <laughs> or something, we kept that open conversation going. And being transparent helped so much. The calendar helped so much. Honestly, list too, before I even get into that, because again, we we're living on our own. We had our own place. We split the cleaning 50-50. We split, like, national. No, I did groceries. But, but I we mean, split like, a lot yeah, of stuff down. We did a lot of stuff equal. Yeah, that's so, right. Like, I, did, I had my cleaning responsibilities and I my, my things. and 
So you he had, had to keep that in check. And if he couldn't, like, you know, if I couldn't do something, he couldn't do something, we let each other know ahead of time. Right. All right. That's uh, anything else to talk about marriage? I think at the end of it, like, maybe not end of it. I'm not saying why we have an end of a marriage. But prior to the kid, right, when we kind of figure it out, um, I feel like that's when we got it. Like, that's when it worked and everything just made sense then. But of course... Something right. else came to the mix, and then we just got through another, thrown another curveball, and then we which started. was a kid, <laughs> which was Vanessa. So then Vanessa was born, our youngest. She was now two and a half. She was born in August, though. So thank God she was born during the like downtime. Yeah, our, yeah, the, the yeah. off season. That's right. Uh, so yeah, you want to talk about how we're making it now? So now, now we're talking about present life, um, pre-COVID, of course. So now I'm a full-time head coach, college teacher, um, as well as husband and now father. And I have, I have a family. So what happened? How, how do we make this work? So unfortunately for us, Vanessa came at the end of August, which is very close to when you started like training your season, sorry, training for your season, um, doing your, uh, after you picked your players, you had gone for an offsite, you know, so she came not at the greatest time. We were kind of hoping she'd come a little bit early so we could like, you know, have our grow a little bit and get through all the crazy like sleepless nights earlier than later. Um, the first few months I had to take a step back. I just could not do it. That was the hardest thing. And it was just very hard because Brian was still working. Um, he was still going to the, um, Seneca college. So that was hard. Yeah. And we just didn't understand life, I guess, as it is to say it plain. (laughs) Um, I had different priorities at that time and my priorities kind of changed because now it's just not only Brian, it's Vanessa, you know, there's a little baby who needs me. And needs her dad, of course. Um, yeah, so I think I just took a step back for the first couple months. Like, I was not doing any of the team management admin. I just couldn't handle it at the time. Yeah, no kidding. You just gave birth. <laughs> yeah, you just gave birth. Um, and then, which is okay. And I, I had to make sure that I, um, we, didn't, we didn't actually hire a, a team manager. Mm-hmm. Or we, 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 I just did most of the work. Just so, you know, she could focus on our kid. Like, don't get me wrong. I was there still. Like, I was there in the WhatsApp group chats. Uh, just, yeah. like, be there um, uh, remotely, I'd rather say. So, kind of, like, Yeah, so you transitioned yeah. to a remote role. So, you yeah. were still team manager. You just did a lot of it. So, you would make sure that all the administration stuff yeah. is done remotely. You had communication with the, with the yeah. guys on the team. You still booked excursions and hotels and, you know, did all that stuff that you needed to. But I just took a step back and did it remotely. That was the only thing. Um... How was it for you? Yeah, for me, the the one thing that was tough was uh, like, I mean, before I had a reason to go home, which was to hang out with you. And now I have another reason to go home and it's not just to hang out with you, but to help you and, you know, be with our, our newborn and all that stuff. So the, the one thing for me is that I had to, I had to be present in the moment of where I was. So when I'm at practice, I'm, I'm at practice. I'm not thinking about you know, teaching, I'm not thinking about my family at that time. I have to be present in that situation so I can make sure that I do my job the best that I can. Soon as practice is over and I'm on my way home, now I'm shifting gears and I have to be present at home. It's really important. And one, and you know what? I'm still even I'm still battling with this now. Even when I when I play with Vanessa, and this is one thing that I, I talked to you about lately, is that when I'm playing with Vanessa, like I, I try not to be on my phone. Because then I'm technically not present. I'm not there. So my, my phone's away and I'm with Vanessa. So I'm like 100% to her. And she knows. Like Vanessa knows if I'm with her and I'm glancing at my phone or I check an Instagram she post. Her, she gets mad and, and she has every right to get mad because it's, it's our time. So that's kind of how it was for me. But you want to talk about some, some things that we did to make this work? 
So for us at the very beginning, I would say even up to like October, November, um, I was kind of like my entire world was Vanessa. I was just, you know, being a mom, being wife, everything was just for Vanessa and her and my family. Uh, as the game started, I think uh, you let me or like you suggested that I should come out for a break. Right. And that's when I started going to a few games, like the home games, not the overnight ones, because just couldn't do that <laughs> at that time. Uh, so that started helping us. And then we realized when I started going to those game nights and having, you know, some time away from Vanessa that we really needed that. Not just like, you know, for me to help out and see the team and like, you know, get reacquainted with the whole volleyball universe, but we needed that for us to make everything work and you know you sometimes just need to step back and take some time for yourself so what we ended up doing was having a date night and we actually had to plan it it wasn't spontaneous because we just had to plan it or else we just would never do it we'd never get around to it so we made time each week blotted off and this is where we kind of relied on family a lot family to help us babysit for Vanessa if you know for a couple hours same with them like whenever I had to go to games too family would come over and babysit her as well right right yeah, it was, uh, but that Tuesday, that Tuesday uh, date night was, came in so clutch because it was on the calendar. We knew that's what it was and we looked forward to it every single week and we always, and it doesn't have to be like going out to dinner or spending money. It could just be at home. Like we drop off Vanessa, the grandparents, we come back, we have dinner at home together. Just us. We can talk. Conversation. Discussion. Conversation. Yeah. Whatever it is. And, and that, that was huge for our marriage. I think that, that, that was a pillar, I think. Yeah, and they also helped us too with planning, like, you know, upcoming, you know, events that we had to go or you had to go away for something. Or if right. you were considering, you know, coaching your high school team, for example, or something like that. Like, we just talked about more. Now. Right. Yeah, and I would say another thing too is I had to really lean on my, my assistant coaches. I have great assistant coaches. I, I had to lean on them a lot more when Vanessa was born so that uh, it was it was probably, I had, to, I had to let go a little bit of the team, which was hard for me to do because I'm, you know, I... Not to say I'm very controlling, but I, I'm, I lo- I'm so passionate about it. I, I want to be there, but I had to take a step back. And fortunately for me, I have a great, great, great set of coaches who know the game extremely well and understand, you know, my vision too. So I full well, trust in them. Well, good for them too, because it helped them grow as well, right? It did help them grow as well. Um, yeah. Any other strategies you want to share about now <laughs> our current situation? So now our current situation, same thing. Honestly, it's just the planning and always knowing ahead of time like don't get me wrong surprises are nice but then would you rather be surprised with something happening the day of or like have an idea if it's coming you know yeah yeah so i think i think we'll we'll wrap this up um uh, with, with just a couple takeaways and again whether you're in volleyball or whether you're uh you have another job family girlfriend whatever the situation is i think the biggest thing for us is both of you understanding what the commitment is like before you even get serious, understanding that if you have a, if you're a career-based person, you have a, a passion that you you love doing, and you're never gonna give up. You guys both have to be on the same page. We made it, we figured out a, a way to make it work. It like, wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, yeah. And Michelle, for her to you know, kind of with open arms, just embrace being part of my volleyball life is is huge. And I try to be supportive with her and her um and her endeavors that she wants to go on like she has she she dances uh, not so much anymore but she used to be a dancer um she loves baking and here's a little plug by the way if you guys are interested in baked goods like cupcakes cakes like michelle is a talented talented baker um what's your uh what's your instagram called for your baking thing 
Isn't it? Oh, desserts by design. Desserts by design. I wonder where that came from, right? <laughs> desserts by design. Go take a look at it. She has amazing cakes, um, and yeah, she's yeah, she's just talented with that. So again, I I want to support her with like her her cake business that she runs, which is great, um, and not only understanding the commitment, but being extremely transparent and open with each other. So there are no surprises. The calendar was a great thing to do to actually have it on a calendar so we can see it. We know what's coming. Um, setting that date night was huge. Making sure that every Tuesday we have a date night and we, we go and we spend time together so we can still have that, especially when you have a kid. Super important. Um, I think that's another big takeaway for us. Um, and then also never canceling on things because of, of volleyball. Like we still saw our family. We still saw our friends. Like we used to host game nights quite a bit. Um, and we, we still want to have relationships with other people. And that's just something that we don't want to give up. So one thing is not giving up your personal life at all for the job. The job should not, the job is part of your life. Yes, but it's not. for each other too, are you? What? Or for each other. What? Like- like I didn't give up anything for you. Yeah, life. yeah, she didn't give up anything for me too. And the thing is, I was supportive towards mm-hmm. that as well. I wasn't like, no, 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 you're not doing this anymore because I need to do volleyball. It was kind of like we made it work. So I hope, uh, hope you listeners got to got a chance to enjoy today's episode. You want to give any final words to our listeners? Good luck. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, but it's fun. I mean, as long as you yeah. find that person that um, you know, it's just open communication, and you guys have the support of each other, and you're giving the support. You'll just, like there's always going to be a hard part right but you'll get you'll get through it yeah i i like that and i think that yeah the, the open communication is, is super important and you, you can make this work like i'm like mm-hmm. i had a friend of mine say that you know coaches have such a high divorce rate um because and I, and I see it i see it all the time like a lot of coaches out there unfortunately they are divorced and it's too bad um but this is why it's so important to be transparent and have have these conversations and have this understanding before um, you get you know seriously into it. Uh, so that that's a little different episode for you guys today. You know, I took you a little behind the scenes to our personal life. I, I was so excited to bring uh, my wife Michelle on the on the pod. I'm actually going to be bringing her back sometime in the future um, to talk about uh, the team manager role. Like how to be an effective team manager, why it's important that you have a team manager on the team and whether it's a voluntary position or not, it can, it can result in more wins. I, I promise you it can result in more wins if they are an effective team manager who, you know, has a specific job um, relative to what your team needs. And I, we're, we're going to walk you through that on an upcoming episode on how to, you know, not only get a, a team manager, but what are the responsibilities of a team manager, what, the, what should they, they should be doing and how they're going to help the team win games because they do. Even though they don't really have anything volleyball related in terms of tactics and technical, they play a vital role in your team success. And we'll get into that on another episode. But thanks again, everyone. Uh, again, you want to uh, follow Michelle's, um, um, her cake page is Desserts by Design and she has a personal page too. What's your personal page? Just Michelle? It's Michelle 15. Michelle 15. You can find it through Brian's. So. Yeah, you can find it through me. And as always... <laughs> Reach out to me via Instagram, Brian Singh underscore Coach B. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And um, if you like this episode or any of the other episodes in the past, this one was, was completely different. But I hope I hope it was a different vibe. I hope you got a different vibe out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. And you know what? Reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about it. Um, I've never done a, an episode like this. It's always volleyball related. It's always tactical and technical or some kind of strategy. This was a different one. It's a more this is more personal. It's about me and my life and and my wife and stuff like that. So reach out. Let me know what you thought about it. And also. Five reviews, if you can. Give me a nice review and five stars for good karma if you liked it. And that's about it. So I will see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care, everyone. All right, cue the music. Look, 
Are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.